Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be discussing how to understand the biology around your breakup. My name is Lucy Good, and I am the founder of Beanstalk, which is an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mothers from all walks of life. And today, for the second time on this podcast, I'm excited to chat to Leah Shepherd from Honour Your Breakup. Um, and for those of you who don't know Leah, although I'm sure many of you already do, um, she's also known as the Breakup Boss. Um, she's a relationship speaker, coach and author based in Melbourne. She's also the founder of Honour Your Breakup, which is a personal development service that empowers women to get their boss factor back after heartbreak. After suffering her worst breakup years ago, she decided something needed to change if her pattern of broken relationships and year-long heartaches was to get any better. So she developed a seven-step methodology for positive recovery, and she now writes, speaks, and teaches on all things breakup, helping women around the world to use their heartbreak to unlock their own strength, power, and beauty. But most importantly, Leah is also our much-loved and carefully chosen relationship expert advisor um, for my Facebook group, The Single Mum Vine, and on all of the Beanstalk platforms. Um, So once again, for the second time, welcome to the podcast, Leah. Thank you, Lucy. Hello. Nice to be back again. (laughs) Lovely to have you back. Always lovely to chat to you. Now, it's very slightly off topic, but I do feel um, it's relevant and I didn't want to mention it in the introduction about you because it might get lost and it's so important and brilliant, <laughs> but I just want to let everybody know your your fantastic win that you've had recently, which you've been selected, which is no mean feat, I know, there was a hard selection process, um, to be a volunteer speaker for Beyond Blue. Yes, um, yes. Is Very exciting. Really brilliant. So congratulations for that. <laughs> Thank <list>. you so much. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about it, how, how you ended up getting it and what it means for you. Um, so uh, as you say, it was a really, really, really long process um, to get selected. It was actually over the course of about five months um, to go through all these you know, interviews and applications and, and everything. Um, basically, it comes down to I've, I've had a very um, – Uh, acute relationship with um, I suppose awareness of mental health um, going through my own sort of history of mental health um, issues and not knowing what they were and then and then suddenly coming to a um, I know finding myself in a very very dark place a few years ago and and not knowing why that was and um, and Beyond Blue actually helped me to turn that around and so now I share my experience with other people. I go out to different um, organisations and um, events and and share my experience on mental health and actually help people to become more aware of the signs and symptoms of um, perhaps their mental health going in the... uh, being in a difficult place. Does Mm. that make sense? It does. It makes perfect sense. And it's brilliant for what you do, which is helping people with breakup because often people do go to a very dark place at that time in their lives so being able to have this you know this extra tool in your toolbox um talking for beyond blue um is something that you can really apply to helping ladies um through the breakup period which is yeah yeah it's it's one of the major issues of mental health um sort of issues yeah yeah uh, causes of mental health issues so i'm really it's just a really nice sort of match to what i'm Mm. currently doing 
yeah it's perfect it makes us love you even more <laughs> <laughs> okay let's get on with um the the topic that we're talking okay. about which I'm really excited about because it's something that interests me so much um so <laughs> my first question for you is that unbeknown to us when we're in a relationship certain things are happening to our bodies and our brains which when the relationship is good it makes us feel absolutely amazing um can you explain what these things are and why they make us feel the way they do okay um so first of all this is like one of my favorite topics to talk about so please rein me in <laughs> if I can, if I start rambling okay. um, <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm very interested you just go for it <laughs> okay so to give a bit of context um in our and all of this is from research that very very smart people around the world have done I'm just kind of collated it here for for our purposes um so in our brain has um, been roughly sort of is grouped into three different areas. And um, there's the reason that we have those different areas, it makes us different to like cats and dogs and lizards and all that sort of stuff. So there's the, the oldest part of the brain, which is called the reptile brain. And um, the, the most recent part of the brain is, is the human brain or the more logical side. And, and what I'm going to be talking about today is that old part of the brain. And it's the part of the brain that is similar to, you know, all the different types of animals we see around. It's very much the same and it's very much concerned with fight or flight. Have you heard of that kind of mm, idea yeah. before? Yeah. Okay. So in that part of the brain um, is where all of the the good stuff happens or and with with um, relationships so in that in that part there are three stages to love when we when we meet someone and this all all of these stages sort of evolved millions of years ago so they're not really going anywhere it's just how we are it's how we're built so the first stage is um, the sex drive and part that's mostly around making us um, feel certain things to try and basically hook up with as many different partners as possible. Um, and it's, again, that part of the brain is concerned with making sure we're breathing and alive, and if that's all okay, making sure we're reproducing. So it's sort of along that angle that we're moving. Um, when we do meet someone that we particularly like, um, um, we start to get a certain certain chemicals start pumping into the brain that this part of the brain sort of pumps it out through the rest and it makes us um, want to be with certain people a bit more so this this next stage is called the romantic stage and it's it's like the having rose-colored glasses on and you know when we meet people and we want to talk about them all the time and we just we want to spend so much time with them we want to you know, be on the phone call with them for hours and hours and hours and it seems like we've got so much energy just to be with that one person. Um, and that's what this part of the, the this stage of love is all about. It's all these chemicals that are making you feel really, really nice about being around this person. Um, the problem with this stage also is that having rose-coloured glasses on, you kind of think, oh, well, he, he said this thing or, you know, might still live with his mum or something, but the rest of him is really mm. cool, so, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stay with this one. Um, and the third stage, um, once, we, once we spend a lot more time with one partner in particular, then another set of chemicals starts 
filtering into the brain as well. And that is all about attachment. So it makes us stay with that person. So, um, and that was basically designed, so to speak, um, to keep us safe, to make sure that we've got a partner to protect us from the lions and tigers and bears of the world and um, from hypothermia and all those sorts of things. So <clears throat> if, you, if you can see, it's the first stage is to um, try with as many partners as possible. Second stage is once we've found someone that we like, makes us feel certain things to stay with them. And then the third stage is having all these chemicals come around to um, make us stay with one person in particular for a long time. Mm. So um, an example of that would be like when we're with a partner for a few years, like perhaps the sex drive has sort of waned a little bit and, and the rose-coloured glasses have come off a little bit more, but we still stay with that person. We have this link with this person, this bond, and that bond is really, really important for um, keeping us alive and, and keeping our offspring alive. Does that all make sense? Perfect sense. Now, okay. is, so <laughs> what you're talking about, is this specific to women? Um, the men and women's brains are quite different so I <laughs> as we're all nodding <laughs> knowingly at this yes <laughs> so um, just just briefly on that um so so women uh I, I suppose it's more about the selection process um and it's women are, are designed to sort of choose be very very particular about this the partner that we are choosing um because from an evolutionary standpoint, that person needs to be safe, secure, have the resources, um, you know, ha has all the right things to make us bond and stay with them for a long time. Because as we all know, the gestation process um, for, you know, having our babies is, is a long time. It's nine months. Um, but with men, they don't have the same selection process or the same kind of level of bonding as women do because they can um, how do I say this uh, be with someone and then go and be with someone else mm -hmm. like that they're, they're they're sort of um what do you call it their brain is kind of telling them to spread the seed so to speak as mm. as much as possible because the more you do that the more likelihood their offspring is going to come about whereas us we're, we're more about staying with the one person to protect us mm. yeah yes, and again this is all like back in caveman days this is not today like it's still living around today which is mm. why this kind of that it's a bit difficult to sort of live with yeah but it does explain a lot and I think it does really help to understand that our brains work differently and we're feeling different things. So when people are struggling through a relationship or dealing with a breakup, just knowing that, you know, our brains are different you, yes. to your partner or your ex-partner or whoever it is who you're dealing with throughout this situation. We just do things slightly differently because that's the way we're made. And just knowing yeah. that can really help. I think it's really, really important because we put a lot of, um, you know, if I'm feeling this way, then surely the other human in my life must be feeling this way. And so why are they acting the way that they mm. are? The thing is, it's just, they're just made differently. Yeah, they're built and, differently. So they react to things differently as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Brilliant. Um, so look, we've discussed the feel-good part of the relationship, which is all wonderful, um, but this may not last, and we all know the pain of an unwanted breakup. So can you explain the changes within our bodies and our brains when we're dealing with that horrible crisis of a breakup? Oh, yeah. So this is so, so important. It's basically the crux of everything that I've done um, is, is understanding this part. And it's these chemicals that, that are filtered in to make us feel nice and, and in a sense they say, yes, stay with that person. Yes, mm. this is amazing. Yes, blah, blah, blah. When that per- person suddenly decides to exit the relationship, those chemicals don't just go away. They're all still there and they're all just sort of swimming around. And suddenly when there's a perceived threat to the relationship or to that safety in its mind of the of your person, it goes into survival mode. And so there's the, same, the exact same chemicals that make you feel... Um, I don't want to go into them too much because it's a little bit boring for, for other people. But <laughs> it's, it's like... What there's there's two chemicals in particular they they sort of make you feel really 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 good and then when they when it you know there's there's someone leaves the relationship they go oh shit okay I gotta make sure that I make I press on all the pain points in this person's brain to make them feel sadness hurt anger jealousy um, anything it can to make them go out and get that person back into the relationship or wow. to make them do what they can to get back with that person. It's why it's that's why it's so important because everyone has this really big like I know it's it's not a smart idea to go and contact my ex given what they've done or, or what the situation is, but everything in my body is telling me to go and do that thing. Or um, it's it's why we hear these really dramatic stories of um, you know People just doing really silly things to go and try and be with a person or they'll have bloody shrines to people and, and sort of mm. obsess about them. And I'm not saying at all that this is your audience, but it's 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 important to understand that this, this is how strong these chemicals are. These, like your brain works on chemicals and, and it works on electric signals. And if you've got a particular part of your brain that is telling you to go and do these things and to feel a certain way, it's just it's very overpowering. And so that human part of the brain that I talked about earlier doesn't get really get a chance, doesn't get a look in. Like the logical side of the brain doesn't get to say, Leah, you know, think about what you're doing. Think about all the things that were wrong about the relationship and that you're actually better off without them. Mean my my reptile brain is going no no but it's I feel like I'm gonna die if I don't have this person mm. in my life and oh my um God, that's incredible so you're almost you're fighting against the power of your own brain yeah yeah and actually I'll I'll just share this it's like back when I had my my worst breakup the one where I thought I would be with this person forever and and just because of context I just I just happened to be in the middle of nowhere in a different country and and I remember standing at a at the train station and seeing a train coming along and I'd just been told I wasn't good enough to be with this person but it my brain was telling me that means you're not good enough to be alive Mm. so it's you know and and I'm you know thinking about sort of hurling myself onto the tracks, but it's 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 a very, this is why it's so important. Mm. It's, it, this is, it's not you, essentially. Like mm. technically it is, but it's, it's not, um, 
it's not a smart idea to, to keep listening to that part of the brain. It, it's very, um, it has been very helpful to get us as humans to this point to keep us alive. But in terms of our modern society, it is very difficult to, to try and um, wrangle with that part of the brain when we're, you know, independent women. We've got lots of people looking at our behaviours. Um, we know what's best for us in terms of our logical brain. It's just this other part of our brain that gets really fired up and is really just trying to look after you. So, mm, yeah, I, yeah. I, I imagine the devil, the angel and the devil, you know, <laughs> you see them in cartoons. Oh, head and You've got the angel talking and the devil talking and they're yeah. arguing, it's, which one do I listen to? But <laughs> it sounds like the devil being the, the ancient part of the brain at that which is not always the devil but at that stage of the relationship where you really ultimately need to move on is, and yeah. the devil is making it really hard and that's the ancient part of the brain and all these and god it really helps to explain why we obsess over people and yeah. we shouldn't be doing it and we know in our heart of hearts that it's just crazy and you think I'm yeah. quite a normal sensible woman in every other area oh, of my life exactly. why on earth am I going over and over this <laughs> you have explained to us why that happens and knowing why that happens is such a huge step to getting over it surely yeah, and um, it's the it's the exact same reason we have that roller coaster of emotions, um, especially when we're fresh out of a relationship, and um, and it's you know the the same reason why we'll fight anyone who even you know talks about our ex badly, but in the same moment we feel like running over running them over with a car yeah. just for what they've done to us or perceived to have done to us. So it's um yeah it, it's vitally important to know this and how to tackle it. Yeah. Okay. Look, I can remember having some horrible breakups. I'm sure we all have. And I would have given anything to get over the pain and the heartache quicker. Um, so what can we do to help our body and soul fight these inner feelings that we've just been talking about and to be able to move forward? Okay. Um, um, we, <clears throat> so we make as I said, we make a lot of mistakes during this time, and and a lot of that has to do with with letting the letting the dog off the leash. I suppose is, is a good analogy. Um, actually, one analogy I use is 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 the dog on the leash. And if you imagine your your logical brain is is the you know the person that is us, right? Is the person that owns the dog that looks after the dog. But then the dog on the end of the leash is like our emotions. And it's really important not to let go of that leash. So we can let our emotions sort of do a bit of a radius around us, running around on the end of the leash, but ultimately we have to keep holding on to that leash. Mm -hmm. And a really good way to do that is, and it sounds really naff, but it's actually just to breathe. Just if you're, if you're getting into that panicky sort of stage or you're getting into any of those emotions that are making you feel pain, Remember, if it's anything making you feel bad, it is most likely that part of the brain. And the way to stop that part of the brain from doing its thing is just to stop what you're doing and have a really, really big breath. And that breathing actually helps to quell the, um, calm the nerves and actually quell those chemicals, actually get them sort of uh, back to a peaceful equilibrium, so to speak. Um, and it allows for the information to travel all the way, the, the, yeah, the information from your context to travel all the way to the human brain right. to allow you to actually make logical decisions. Um, <clears throat> it's not really 
Like a, a, a lot of people get frustrated when I say these sorts of things. That it's not it's not a quick fix sort of situation. It is about um, doing the the hard yards and, and doing it the a longer but more strategic way to get yourself fixed. And um, in that moment when you're feeling like that and feeling all that pain is just to stop what you're doing, isolate the wound and actually just just have a big breath and, and think about what it is that's actually um, the best course of action to do in that situation. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I was hoping you were going to say there was a pill we could take or some <laughs> hypnosis or something like that. Oh my gosh, I wish. <laughs> Wouldn't it be wonderful? Well for weight loss too, that would be yeah. great. But... <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if you were the creator of a pill for heartbreak, you would, um, you'd be on the money, wouldn't you, with that one? But no, it is. It's about helping <laughs> ourselves through it. And it is all a, a, a learning process. And we make ourselves stronger by doing it, don't we? Because ultimately, you do, everyone does get over the breakup. But sometimes it can take years. And if it isn't dealt with properly, it can affect many other parts of your life, including future relationships, family life, even work and things like that, if you haven't dealt with it. And that's where you come in, isn't it, Leah? You are helping. And I know you have helped a lot of women um, on on my platforms to overcome breakup because Mm. and some people I've seen um, have been going on for years and don't seem to have really um, dealt with it properly and it's incredibly sad and they just haven't had the tools or known how to do it or had the time um, and understood it so it's all about understanding and taking action um, and working through it isn't it yeah um, and a very important note there as well is that lots of people know how to make themselves feel better in the moment and but what I'm all about is making yourself strong enough to feel better at every moment going forward so um, going back to the pill thing like yes there are you know things that can make you feel better and and you know like food drugs alcohol sex whatever um but those things are they 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 don't lead anywhere they don't um in fact most of them cause more problems in your life so i'm all about creating um an ecosystem within yourself of of strength and infrastructure of support to actually help you get through all of the stages no matter what and and going forward you know how it's just like a a quick snap of the fingers just to be able to get back into that that right frame of mind Mm. And then people have got the tools that they need um, to make the right decisions in the future. But also, you know, there are going to be more breakups probably. So it's being able to deal with those better as well because um, you know how to, you've done it once. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, the the other thing is that um, these days in the dating landscape, we, um, as, as women, we will have typically 12 relationships, whether they're short or long. And, um, and if you've got 12 in your lifetime, that's, you know, 12 potential breakups. And, and that's, you know, you can't keep fixing that with, with a pill or with, you know, with alcohol or going out and finding someone out straight away. It's just not going to fix it. Yeah, and it'd be great to know that you have got the tools to be able to fix each one. I mean, not, yeah. not, it's not going to be easy, but it would be a lot better and um, yes. a lot more controlled yeah. um, and a lot faster, probably. Yes. Um, look, now, I know you've already written an article for Beanstalk about surviving a breakup, which was really interesting, and it was what prompted mm-hmm. me to get you to come and talk on this podcast, actually. Um, but one of the really interesting things in there is that you mentioned that time is not necessarily a healer, um, no. which I was surprised by. So can you explain explain this to us in a bit more detail 
Yeah, I get a lot of a lot of people just saying, "Oh, it's just time, babe. You'll be fine." It's like, well, the the counter to that is that a lot. I've got a lot of clients. Some clients who have been going through their breakup for thirty years. I know people in my own life who have not gotten over. They've gotten just not gotten past a, a breakup that they've had, and they still feel it as if it was yesterday, and it still dictates their life today. And it's just. Um, it's just unnecessary. Um, so when when we think of of time being a healer, it's it's not necessarily time. It's actually our distance from that situation and and, and the dissipation of the chemicals that are making us feel that way. Um, so it's it's chemicals, but it's also the behaviours that we learn over time um, according to to according to those chemicals. So um, what's an example? So. If those chemicals are still sort of lingering around, it's, it's still going to make us feel a certain way towards that person, towards that situation. So as we go along, um, we start to uh, wire our brains accordingly. And um, so as you know, we've, we've got lots of brain pathways, neural pathways, and they're constantly connecting and, and breaking and reconnecting um, all the time. And, and it all depends on how much you use those pathways. So if you are suffering, you're just really, really feeling the breakup and you keep focusing on that breakup and you don't focus on the recovery part. You just you just think about, you know, oh, the potential that's there or the anger that they've done this or, or maybe, um, I don't know what it is. There's, there's lots of different ways it can sort of linger around. And so in the end, we start thinking about future breakups like that or future relationships or men. We start hating men like that. And it just... It goes on forever and ever and ever. And um, the important thing is it's it's not time. It's actually um, being proactive and dissipating the chemicals and retraining your brain to think about things in a different way. It's kind of like when, we, um, when we're born and we see something hot, and, you know, somehow we touch it as a kid and we think, ow, that's, that's hot, that burns. And so we don't touch that thing anymore. And unfortunately, that's the same reaction a lot of people have to relationships. Like, oh, there was a really nice guy. I loved him. He loved me. Oh, but he left me. So that means I'm going to get burnt in any future relationships. So the really important thing here is don't think that, you know, weeks or months or years are going to go by and, and that's going to fix it because it won't. Um, equally, don't think that it can take weeks or months or years to get better. It can get as, it can, you can get better from, recover from your breakup as fast or as slow as you want to. It all depends on you. Um, which is a really, really cool thing because we have active sort of um, ability to change things for ourselves. It's not just because I just, when I broke up and someone said to me, oh, it'll just take time, I thought, oh, <laughs> I don't want to have to wait around for things. Yeah. Like, I just, I just want to fix things soon as. But then I had friends saying you can't do that because you have to wait this, this specific amount of time to, you know, whatever. I was just like, no, I'm not having it. So, yeah, that's that's why. That's why that I say time is not necessarily a healer. Um, a really cool thing here is is, um, is creating your own path in the grass. So um, another analogy. I love analogies because they're really just great ways. I'm an artist, so I love depicting things as pictures. Um, <clears throat> so when when you are thinking about um, you know how you feel towards a person or a situation, 
start thinking about the possibility that it may not hurt you and start creating, cutting another path in, um, I keep going on. So, so with these brain sort of um, pathways, these neural pathways, where they get, the more they get used, the more they sort of instill in, uh, are instilled in us. So if we keep thinking about relationships as bad things, that path is going to get really, really worn in and really strong. Um, however, if you start thinking of relationships as possible opportunities to meet people, to experience new things and for new love, you're, it's like when you look at a, a, a meadow and the path that you um, that is crossed most frequently becomes the, you know, you know what I'm talking about? I, I keep I talking exactly stuff what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one you oh can, that, that's a path you can walk along more easily. Um, mm. and it's a path that you take because of the way that you're thinking. Um, yeah. it's about sort of basing your decisions on positive things rather than negative things and training your yeah. brain to do that. And I think it's fantastic that it's not about time because as you just said, it means that we actually have the control and the power to sort it out rather yes. than sitting there tapping our fingers and just hoping that um, we'll feel better in a couple of months because um, that's just n not the way forward. We need to take control, um, take action and get over mm -hmm. these things exactly. ourselves. Um, so, okay, so for the single mums listening who are going through a horrible breakup at the moment, what three top tips can you give them right now that they can take on board that will help them to heal and to stop the pain? Okay. Um, so the first, very, very first step, and it's always the first step in my methodology, is to turn off the tap. So this is to stop the... Stop the sources of the pain that are happening in your life. So um, short term, that's doing the whole stop and breathe situation. Like that's that's it's something you can do in the immediate moment if you're feeling um, the way, like feeling that pain. Um, another longer term thing is to look at the people in your life, um, look at the situations in your life that are continually causing you to feel those sources of pain. So. Um, this may be, you know, limiting contact with your ex. Um, I know that can be a bit difficult with kids and things, but it's um, you can limit it in certain ways that it can, you know, stop the immediate um, emotional trauma. Um, other things are uh, like going out and dating too soon and, and um, trying to fill find things to fill the void, and um, that's a definite no-no because you're still you're still feeling these things and you're just kind of projecting it onto someone else. So um, very first step is turn off the tap. It's like, you know, first aid, isolate the wounds. Like just think of it like that. Um, so the second part is... Um, is a, a bit more long term and it's it's about creating an ecosystem of support so we can do we can go and have a bath or go and do yoga and, and things like that in in one instant but it's not going to fix everything that you're feeling so it's about create and also by doing one thing you kind of get bored of it as well um, same thing with talking to one person you need some outer outer um, things in your infrastructure to help you to get better so um, so it's about um, bringing together a list of things that you love doing that make you feel better, um, that are safe in the long term. Um, it's about having the right type of people around you. So if you've got friends that are like, oh, you know, 
I, I always hated him and, and yeah, you're better off and but then somehow they're, they're giving you the wrong sorts of advice. Like it's good to still have those friends but just maybe put them on hold just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, also being in really good being and um, choosing the places that you choose to go so you might have a whole lot of places that you used to go with your ex and for some reason you just want to walk past to go and see if they're there or or to experience it again to be close to them definitely stay away from those sorts of things that are going to trigger the the feelings that you had before um places um seeing your ex doing things that you used to do is very much like a um you know the, the, the Van de Graaff generator, like those electric ball things you see in science museums. You touch it, and then the electricity sort of makes your hair stand up. Um, that is is very like a really good depiction of what happens. So every time you talk to your ex, or every time you um, are in a certain situation that reminds you of them, that's kind of what happens. It's like all the chemicals start going off again into your brain. And would it, and, be, would it be? Can I just say my little analogy because you yes. talked about the, about the wound? It would be like picking that wound wouldn't it oh, that's, absolutely that's real. yeah 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 keep poking it and it doesn't yeah. get better it's just um it just makes you feel like it just reminds you of that thing so um yeah so very important to 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 just be very choosy about the things you do and it's not forever it's just to get those those chemicals to just sort of bugger off a little bit or just yeah. calm down i think um the third thing is is about cutting that part so um when i talking about the grass analogy again Instead of thinking of, every time we think about a breakup, we think of it as loss. And so all of the associated feelings with loss, like pain and um, rejection and and, um, not having them in our lives anymore, it just makes us feel that way. Whereas every time you think about your ex and the good times that you had together, changing your mind to thinking, I'm really thankful I got to meet someone like them, like him or her, and I got to spend some really beautiful time with this person. Um, it's now finished, which means that we're both on different, we're both going in different directions, but it was an actual gain to my life that I got to spend some time with them, and now I get to go and spend some time with someone else. So just just practicing that thought um process of, of going thinking of your losses as gains really changes your your physiology it changes your approach to everything and it's a really um it's a really uh, powerful way to look at your life and and not just breakups like you know just friendships or or staying places and we we really miss being in those places it's like oh thank god i got to actually experience that um now i get to go and experience something else and it's um so the more that you can calm the reptile brain down take a deep breath really turn off the tap stop any other sources of things poking the wound um, create that safety net around you and then start looking at things in the positive light rather than the negative. It will really change things and turn things around for you. Yeah, and on that last point that you made about the way you think about the relationship, something that I like to do is to think, what did I learn from this relationship? Mm. Because I think we do learn something new, one or two things quite new, um, almost quite 
earth shattering about yourself from every uh, relationship that you have. So it's great to think, well, this is why this person came into my life to teach me this. And that was the reason for it. And that yeah, really helps it. Cause it's, and I hate the way people refer to relationships as failures because they didn't oh, work. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, it's a, te- it's a terrible word anyway. It just makes you feel so depressed, but it just, you know, we, relationships are fairly transient you know it's wonderful if you do have a relationship and it it lasts forever and you grow old together Um, but you know so often that doesn't happen so we shouldn't beat ourselves up over it Um, don't consider it a failure consider it just another part of the tapestry of your life and what have you learned from it and and how are you going to move forward from the experience of it yeah yeah exactly I've um just thinking about my ex like at the time I thought yes we're together forever it's gonna be awesome and then it ended and I thought oh no my life's ended and then but meeting new people along the way I think oh this is awesome like I get to meet new people experience different things learn about myself it doesn't feel like it in the moment you just got to make sure you turn that reptile off calm and down but then after that it's just a it's a really it, it makes life much much richer yeah. it does yeah for sure. Now, look, I'm looking at the time and uh, that just went <laughs> incredibly quickly. I, I was told you I'd go on. <laughs> no, I was engrossed in your answers. <laughs> yeah. I find it fascinating. Um, and the reason I really, really find it fascinating and I wanted to talk about it is because I'm so sure that people listening to this who are going through a breakup would find you know, really genuinely find this useful to them and it will help them to get through but the one thing I didn't mention that I should have is that Leah has just um, got over a bout of really horrible laryngitis so oh, yeah. well done <laughs> for, for, for talking. I'm sounding all husky at the moment. You, you're doing really well and I kind of thought well, perhaps we should have left it a day or two I hope that your throat's keeping up with this but we're nearly there um, <laughs> look, um you've got a freebie for our listeners um yes. you're always yes. so generous can you just tell us a little bit about that and where my single mums can go if they want to find out some more about how you can help them. Okay so um so the freebie I've got today is um, the one of my books, and it's called The Breakout Mate. And um, it is, it's not like a typical sort of long novel kind of like explanation of my life and what I do. It's, this is very much about um, heartbreak hazards and how to overcome them. So um, talking about those chemicals and the way that they, they make us feel certain times, especially fresh out of the relationship, sometimes we can come across hazards in our in our recovery. So perhaps um, going out drinking or we think we want to start, you know, not necessarily dating, but we may want to just go on Tinder to sort of feel close to someone again, and or we may feel depressed or um, or have sort of not particularly helpful family and friends. Um, what this is is very short chapters on um, on each of those situations and explaining um, what is going on in that situation and how to help you through it. Um, so basically, you look on the contents page. There's a whole lot of different feelings and situations. You just go to that and it'll help you out. So it's it's like a quick reference guide um but i'm just i'm going i'd love to offer that for your listeners um as a as an ebook because um it's really good to have on your on your smartphone and just you know wherever you are if you're feeling a little bit down or a bit shitty then you can just actually look it up on your phone and and have it with you all the time so yeah 
Fabulous. That's really great. And what I'll do is, um, as always, when I put this um, podcast onto the Beanstalk website, I'll have a link that will click through to your website so listeners can find that ebook and also find out a bit more about the other um, offerings that you have to help. Um, yep. And the other place, of course, um, that I have to mention that you can always find Leah is on uh, my Facebook group, The Single Mum Vine, where she is um, our expert advisor. So she does come on and, and chat to mums who are struggling with breakups or at stages their relationships um, so Leah's always on there um, chatting away and, and helping us um, so there's lots of ways that you can contact her um, yes. look it's always yes. such a pleasure to chat to you Leah you're helping so many women across my platforms every day um, and for that we're all so grateful um, for what you do um, the, oh, thank the you, you speak <laughs> you're just you're so wise you're so wise and, <laughs> but, but when you talk you're also entirely relatable and I know for a fact that the technique that you use to get people through their breakup really does work. So thank you for all you do for us. Um, and thanks for chatting to me today as well and helping us yet again. <laughs> um, and to all the single mums who are listening, look, we all know how hard a breakup can be. We've all been there, myself included. But I hope that this podcast has helped you to understand why it makes you feel like you do. And then by understanding it, you can ultimately overcome it. And in Leah's words, unlock your own strength, your power and your beauty. So until next time, ladies, goodbye.